Happy Easter, everyone. This is the Easter Egg Edition, episode 134 of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And we have some breaking news, which broke, I want to say, maybe five days ago, but we're, it broke on Wednesday, but we're finally getting to talk about today, and that has to do with the PlayStation 5 controller and oh. how ugly it is. You know, I've had a couple friends who were like, this is this is beautiful. It's it's awesome. I really like the design of the controller. And, you know, the more I take a look at it, I'm like, what's it going to look like when I'm holding it? How's it going to feel? And at the end of the day, I feel like I don't like it. It reminds me of a very old Xbox 360 controller. Mm, okay. In terms of the way that it's shaped and the way that it looks, it look okay. This looks like a first draft of an Xbox controller. Like in you, terms of yeah, in terms of the way that it looks, it looks and, like a prototype of a car. You know how um we everyone was really confused a f- last year around October whether or not the proto whether or not the developer kit of the PlayStation 4 is actually just the developer kit or what the console will really look like. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> You're like, this can't be the final design. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah. is, was this published in April Fool's? <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, took pl- it, it got published six days after. So uh, it's pretty real. Um, I, the shape of it, I'm... I think I'm okay in terms of the like the way that the handles are shaped. Um, like, okay, I'm currently I'm holding my controller right now, my PlayStation Four controller, and it feels pretty comfortable to how it's shaped in my how it's shaped within my grasp. So the one thing that seems different, like at least based off of this design, is. Um, it's like a little bit more curved. There might be a, a tiny bit more real estate holding it on your palms uh-huh. just based off of the way that the handles look. I, I'm not and you know, like I, that this might not even like it might actually be the regular size of a DualShock 4. But what gets me is um, what gets me is the fact that there's still they, 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 they decided to keep the trackpad for the new PlayStation 5 controller. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is not called DualShock 5. It's called DualSense. Right. It seems like and they're trying to go in a different direction with the naming. They're trying to break away from the stereotypes that they've always had. Yeah. There's a lot of really interesting things going on in terms of the decisions of the look of the PlayStation 5 as well as the way that it's being marketed. Mhm. And I think another another thing that see I can't tell right now when when I'm holding it on my when I'm holding my controller 
sideways and looking at the sideways image of the article that I have pulled up, it looks like it's thicker. Yeah. So, it does. Yeah. Because so the PlayStation 4 controller, like, it's not as light as the one from PlayStation 3 DualShock, but, like, it's still it's still a pretty small fit in, in the hand. Like, it feels comfortable. Whereas mm-hmm. this one feels like there's a little bit more going on. Like, like where my fingers rest on my controller, they, like, in the creases, they do feel comfortable. And this seems a little bit more blocky. Yeah, it, it it's a lot more curved, and it looks like a boomerang in a way. Yeah, that's a, I, 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 I totally see that. And, um... Well, although it does retain the features of the DualShock 4, um, some new features include a microphone button. I'm sorry, not a microphone button. There's a microphone port on the bottom. Um, I think the... I th- Oh, sorry, sorry. I confused myself. I think there's already a port on the bottom for a headset, though. Correct. Of, but a, there, of a DualShock 4. In the, du- in the DualSense controller, there's a microphone built into the controller. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like, I guess a mute button You there, from what the blog post says that there's, you can like, you can talk to other players using your microphone in built into your controller. And then I think there's a mute button as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, and okay. instead of the share button, there's a create button instead of a start button. There's like, what looks like three lines. Um, and, uh, there, it's USB-C. Which are basically going to be the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's start and select. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> create is sharing, you know, the media that you have is still the same thing. Um, and it's, uh, instead of micro USB on the back, it is, of course, USB-C, which is becoming the standard now. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm glad that it has all these interesting features. The microphone part kind of worries me because, like, how much information is Sony going to collect from you? <laughs> using yes. when, you, when you're talking to your friends or you're you're talking to yourself or you're just talking to someone in the room that's not through the microphone like despite oh, it being they've on already mute. figured it out they've already figured out a way to record us a long time ago targeted okay. ads targeted ads is all i'm gonna targeted say targeted ads <laughs> oh, i'm i'm ready see that that's the biggest gripe that i have with this controller is the microphone button i'm like you're invading people's privacy um yeah i'm not a huge fan of the design uh what do you think about the two-tone color of the, of the oh, design. I hate it. I um, <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Like I said, this looks like a prototype more than an actual PlayStation controller. Here's my thing. I think this would look great if it, either if it was all black, like a traditional PlayStation controller, or if it was all white. Like if they showed like a cl- very clean all white one with the blue black light coming from the trackpad. And mm-hmm. blue light coming from, like, say, the D-pad and all these other parts. I would have been like, oh, shit, this is actually pretty sleek and really pretty. But this it's it's got a weird two-tone blockiness going on with it that mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of. And, and I'm not going to lie, Jeremy, it triggers me. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. Um, no, but, like, I totally get it. I, I'm not a huge fan of just the, the look of it. I don't think it's going to feel right in 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 the palms of my hands when i'm playing with it uh i mean here's to hoping they they do go they go back to the original design for you know the next controller like i don't know if this is going to be the final what's it called i know that they haven't changed the dualshock since uh the playstation 2 right and throughout the whole ps4's lifetime it's always been the same controller but do you think that people will outcry enough that it'll be 
reverting back to the original design? Do you think they'll they'll have a, an option to make it look like the DualShock, like classic? That definitely, there's going to be some custom controllers. I don't think that they're changing the design at this point. I can see an argument of them making solid color controllers just because I think it's going to be very requested. But in terms of controllers that have the same curvature and the same feeling as a DualShock 3 or a DualShock 4, I think it's going to come from custom companies. I see. No, that makes a lot of sense. And that being said, looking at this controller in terms of the in terms of what's featured, it pretty much has the same exact stuff as a as you had in the PlayStation 4. I don't I don't necessarily think there's anything drastically different in terms of the D-pad and like start select buttons aside from the fact that they renamed it again, which doesn't make a difference. <laughs> and mm, I, yeah, I wish they just called it DualShock 5, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie, that bothers me because <laughs> if they okay, the little things bother me. Yes, I'm yes. I'm so picky about it, but I'm going to be bothered if PlayStation 6 comes out and there's a DualSense 2. Because in my heart, I'm like, uh, no, this is the 6 PlayStation. You can't do this straight now. Uh, you keep the name of the console, but not the name of the controller? How dare you? you keep, I know. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you? <laughs> so. And then the, the executives at Sony are like, What's the problem? You're going to buy it anyways. You're like, you're fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I am. Of course I am. But I hate you for doing this. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Because I know I am. I'm going to, I'm still going to buy the PS5 again. Like I I think we both agree, Elisa, we're both going to buy it still, but we're going to wait. Oh, we're still, uh, despite the controller looking like this, we're still going to wait. Yeah, exactly. It, the more I look at it, it looks like an alien. Yeah, but if if you if you which matches the current look of the dev kit for the PlayStation Five, which also looks like a uh, alien ship. So why why are they going with this theme? I guess yeah. <laughs> um, my one last comment about this is I'm surprised they kept the trackpad on this controller mm. because the trackpad. I feel like the trackpad had an original atten- in- intention of like you- you'd be able to draw on it. And to be fair, there's actually quite a few things that you could use a trackpad for in some games. But majority of games that I've played, the trackpad is used just like it's a big button to show the map. But you're not actually like drawing your finger on it or anything. Mm-hmm. So I wonder the fact that they kept the trackpad if they're trying to implement something. Or like ha- have the trackpad more heavily used? Uh, because like I I didn't really use it for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I exactly me neither. It's just a it's just the button to open up the map. I'll be honest. I only used it for baseball in the Yakuza games because <laughs> it was I think the easier only to game... to uh, what is it called? It was more accurate to use that to hit the hit the squares for the balls in baseball. Off the top of my head, the only game that I re- I think this trackpad was used for was Okami, but I don't even remember right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and which is which is actually like a great uh a great w- way to draw in that game. I, was it used in Concrete Genie too? I don't remember anymore. Mm. But there's a lot of um notes about how this new controller is going to have more haptics, so you just probably more rumble and a bunch of other things to enhance your gameplay. But yeah, yeah. Are we missing anything else? 
Um. Okay, we talked about the microphone, USB-C, uh, the share button. There's like a start button. I don't know. That that's about it. I mean, the the last thing would be like holding it. Yeah. I and I like I said this this looks thicker. The the side image of it looks thicker than what I'm looking at with my current controller. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess really we'll find out when I buy one in two years. Uh, speaking of controllers and kind of moving off of that tangent, I um, so I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, as everyone knows. Uh, we both have, and I the Joy Cons they 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 feel nice. They feel okay. They're not the perfect things. So I recently bought a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, and oh okay, my honestly, my whole world I has changed. You, is it a lot easier now to play with? Every, I just the controller has a little bit of weight to it. It feels nice when I'm holding it. It like I have a I have bigger hands, so when I'm playing with the controller, like it feels much better. Um, I do mm-hmm. have like you know the little controller option where you can stick the two Joy Cons into that like that that controller mount looking thing for your Switch. And uh, I, I know you probably don't have it because you have the the light version, Elisa. I but, have light. Um, the uh, the the original Nintendo Switch console came with. Uh, this like controller holder and you can like put two joy cons into it and it'll feel and look like a controller. And I was using that for the longest time because I play a lot of, uh, animal crossing on my TV and it it felt okay. But at the same time, I felt like it was just missing something. And I just wanted to know what a pro controller felt like because I never held one at that point. So I recently bought one from Amazon. It came in and I, I picked it up and I started playing with it and I was like, holy shit, my whole world my whole world changed. I should have been using a pro controller from the beginning. <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's put it that way. And I, if anyone out there that is listening and already owns a pro controller, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't and you play your Switch a lot uh, on your TV and you're using Joy-Cons, let me just tell you, invest in a pro controller. You're not going to regret it. It's awesome. Um the controller is like 50, 60 bucks. It, is your you controller a Nintendo controller or it's custom? It's a Nintendo. It's a officially Nintendo licensed. It's a Nintendo controller from Nintendo. Nintendo. Got uh, it. It has yeah, and it's it's got all the buttons. You know, it's got the home button. It's got the the minus the plus button. It's got the uh, the screenshot button. So it's got all the buttons you need for you know playing on a Switch because it's a Switch Pro Pro controller. Uh, you charge it for six hours. It lasts for forty hours, supposedly. I'm still trying to test that, and uh, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. I I love the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. I think everyone should get one, especially if you play uh, on on your TV while you're sitting on your couch. Yeah, very cool. And uh, yeah, other than that, just playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Today's Bunny Day, so I finally did all the bunny recipes, and I talked to Zipper the rabbit. Like all and he's of them. Like, well, not liter- not all the outfits, just all the necessary ones. You have to do 18 of them, and he'll give you the arch. So I, I did the arch, and he's like, all right, I need you to make one more thing for me. And I was like, all right. And then I made like a, like a wobbly toy, and I was like, this is weird. And he's like, all right, here's your prize. After crafting all that stuff, this is what you get. And it's a bunny wand, and I wanted to stab him so badly. <laughs> I... <laughs> Wait, I made but, all this the, for you. <laughs> but is the bunny one any special? No, it's not. It just looks like it's just a bunny. 
Yeah, that's just a regular wand that looks like a bunny, and I just wanted, I wanted to, oh my god. I, after that, I just took out my net and, like, hit him in the head for, like, five minutes. I was, like, so angry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you piece of shit. I worked, I worked day and night to get, to make these fucking recipes, and I hate bunny, I already hated bunny day at that point, and I was like, oh my god, and this is what you gave, and even when he gave me the recipe for the wand, he's like, I know it's not much, but I hope it's a lot to you. I'm like, no, it's not. You should have gave me money. Oh, god, god, you fucking piece of shit. I just kept hitting him. <laughs> I was just hitting him over and over again. I was like, I fucking hate you. Leave my town. Don't come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Now, my, with the whole bunny day situation, I this morning when I talked to Zipper, I got the arch, but then I just didn't do anything with the arch. I just went straight to fishing to try to make my money. And make my it's bells. So I had no idea that making an arch would actually lead to making a bunny wand or whatever. And that makes me sad as a person. It's it's, it's not worth it. It's a terrible reward. You know, as a child, I'd probably be like, oh, this is awesome. I can collect all the wands. As an adult, <laughs> I'm like, this is terrible. I have to collect all the wands. <laughs> at least these at least these um these eggs can make a lot of bank when you sell them. Uh, I know, right? That's the only con- uh, that's the only um, only uh, consolation I have for you, Jeremy. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. That being said, my Animal Crossing update is my island is now officially two stars, and hey. um, it's not mu- it's not much, but hey, I'm getting there. But also. Because I'm such a casual, Jeremy, I had no idea that you're supposed to talk to the dog. I forgot her name. Um, I didn't know. Isabel. I didn't realize that you're supposed to talk to the dog and the dog tells you how to increase your stars. And then that's like what you do to increase your stars. This whole time, <laughs> this whole time to get two stars, I was just literally doing random shit. Like I was adding more bridges. I expand. I added another house. Like I got. I I finally got to Bamboo Island. Got bamboo, and I recruited the person who lived on Bamboo Island to live on my place. Nice. And I planted more. I planted more flowers. I put more furniture and outdoor furniture out, and I did all of this stuff. And I got to two stars, and I was like, cool. And then when I talked to her, I learned for the first time that I could have just talked to her from the beginning and do exactly what she said. Mm. But my place is pretty, so I don't care right now. <laughs> but that was, I, I, that was one of my I might throw my switch moments <laughs> when she told me that. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> And then I was like, God damn it. But the reason is because I'm I'm trying to play this game without looking up a lot of the stuff. So that's why I haven't been really um like I it, I'm discovering as I go. So No, that's totally fine. I think that's a very fair way to play it. Um like in my case, I usually base everything that I know off of previous experiences playing the other yes. games. So that's why I can kind of determine how things will be. A lot of things mm-hmm. are, of course, different than what I thought they would be with the whole crafting mechanic and the way that some of the um, some of the mechanics in the game work that are, of course, either better or different from previous versions. So uh, it's yes. still it's a whole learning experience for me as well. Yes, they like really the only 
advice that I actually learn is like from you or from my other friends playing the game. But uh, but like I said, I haven't been like looking things up necessarily. But it, it's 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 part of my it's part of my fun. So it's all yeah. good in the hood. Nothing wrong with you know not looking anything up, and there's nothing wrong with looking stuff up because there's thousands of yes. articles because everyone is playing exactly. this game. <laughs> Everyone's playing Animal Crossing, so you know. Yeah, it was funny because um, Microsoft tweeted like Xbox outfits for Animal Crossing on their official Xbox Twitter. outfits. What does that even mean? Basically, Jeremy? like an like an Xbox sweatshirt and an Xbox shirt that the Microsoft team designed or like the Xbox team designed in Animal Crossing and oh, they gosh. shared the codes on their official Twitter. Oh, I see. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Literally hey. everyone is playing it. <laughs> hey, even the Xbox devs, they know, they know. Yeah, it's true. They really do know. <laughs> they know what's up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then... um. So, as you all know, I am not playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake, but I did want to give some um, updates to our viewers who are trying or who are questioning whether or not they should buy this game. Also, it goes to you, Jeremy, because mm-hmm. um, you've never played Final Fantasy VII before. But um, if you recall me on a previous podcast, I I feel like this is a great game to play if you've never played Final Fantasy VII before, just because you don't know what to expect. And um, and as a person, and for me, as a person who's played it before, I feel less motivated to play this because I know that this is not the entire game. Mm-hmm. That being said, after looking up some th- clips on YouTube, I want to talk about the things that are different in this remake versus the original game. And after finding out these things in the remake, I think it gives more incentive for a person who's never played this to buy it, actually. Like, I think the game is a lot more fleshed out than I even imagined it to be. So um, one of the few things that I think is important and that I think is vastly improved is because we have dub now the you can see a lot of the relationships of this game formulate a lot better than in the original game, which of course is subtitle, you know, had subtitles. So, for example, um, I've seen quite a few clips already of the um, meeting between Aerith and Cloud, and the first time that the two of them talk, and a lot of their storyline. And I think that it's really well done in in the remake game for sure. I and just to give a shout out, I think that the that the voice actors that they chose for the English dub, so Cody Christian and Brianna White for Cloud and Aerith, are are very good. And I think add, add a lot of personality to characters like Aerith, who you didn't see much of in Final Fantasy VII, but definitely if you play the remake, like, I think she's a very likable character, like, even more likable than she was in Final Fantasy VII. And even Cloud, honestly. Like, because Cloud, you can only, you can only um, gauge so much from a kind of like a, not a deadpan character, but from a, from a character who is much more reserved in a game that has no dubs. But now that, now that the remake has voice to everyone, like, um, Barrett and Tifa I just think that and Sephiroth this is just a 
definitely I would choose to play this game over the original game if you've never played it before. Ah, interesting. Yes. And um, going into my next topic, um, the soundtrack is great. Uh, I think that a lot of the remakes of the original songs, such as the Midgar song, are awesome. A lot of the new songs um, are up, not up, not updates, but um, remixes, I guess. So it's like legit, like some techno or jazz remixes of old Final Fantasy VII soundtrack songs, which is which is fun. It, it like it, I think it adds f- flair to a game made in 2020 or released in 2020. And nice. um, the one surprising thing, so I was so I I wanted to give a shout out to um, one of one of my favorite podcasters. His name is M- Max Scoville of IGN. So I was listening to his podcast, and he was talking on Beyond that Final Fantasy VII feels more like a Yakuza game than a traditional Square Enix game. Huh. And after he said that, I looked it up. Because I was thinking, wait, what do you mean by that? And this game has quite a few mini games that are really off the beat. Huh. And like, for example, Jeremy. Uh huh. What if I told you there was a squatting mini game? Squatting mini game? So. You go so I watch I watched the video a few days ago. You go to so one of the side quests, you go to a training hall and you're supposed to talk to uh the head trainer, his name's Jules, and he challenge and he has one of his fighters, Ronnie, challenge you to a squat off. And I kid you not, Jeremy, it's a rhythm game for squatting. Okay. Like you press, you just press like, you freaking press triangle, circle, X, and square like to get your squats in, and you just have to get as many squats as possible versus the fighter. And there's also a dancing mini game that I saw where Cloud is in like some freaking like club or something called Honeybee, and okay. he's performing on stage with some random person, and I don't, I don't even, I don't even know the context of it, but. There is a dancing game, and there's darts. So you can go to a bar in Final Fantasy VII and play darts. This sounds like Yakuza Zero. This is exactly like like this is exactly like Yakuza, which is wild. And um, like I would I don't I don't necessarily know if if Square Enix is is um taking direct inspiration from the Yakuza franchise and the and Judgment. Or if this is like now becoming a very common thing with Japanese games, where you have so many interesting mini games and side quests you can do. Mm. And then, I think my favorite clip that I saw from this game is um, Aerith and Cloud. I I don't know if this is a mini game or direct to the storyline, but they go to a hand massage parlor. Okay. And they go to a hand massage parlor and the the madame there legit gives Cloud a hand massage. And it's not what you think. It's like actually uh-huh. she's massaging his hand. Uh-huh. And although I will say like when I watched the clip it implied a lot of things, but I don't even but I don't even know because I think 
because I think Final Fantasy, the remake, is not supposed to be mature. <laughs> like, I think it's, like, I, I don't know what that rating is. But, uh-huh. yeah, that was that was a really interesting cutscene, seeing Cloud at a hand massage parlor. So, this game is, there's a lot of non-serious things about this game. Like, they mm. added, like, there's so much new side stuff you can do, which hmm. I think is actually great. And I think adds bit more to the argument of why you should play Final Fantasy VII, the remake, versus the original one. I might be comparing it to Yakuza too much, but, uh, I mean, I'm down to check it out. Yeah. Like, I, like, like, I'm... Like I might watch a few more videos of it, but I'm just, I'm just really surprised by how much random shit is in this game. Huh. But but I I I think that it it's cool and from everything that I've seen so far, like people are already enjoying this a lot more than Final Fantasy 15. But but I think it's also because like the thing with Final Fantasy 7 the remake is it it takes things from Final Fantasy 15 and it proves it. Mm. But that's my spiel right now of what I learned about Final Fantasy 7 the remake. It it seems actually pretty cool from what I've seen so far. And uh, uh definitely worth checking out and for for new fans for sure. Okay, thank you so much. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out once um once it goes on sale, I'm not going to pick it up immediately. Yeah, for sure. So we have one comment from Fall Guy 27 on our episode 133, Side Quest Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is the episode where Elisa and I went to each other's towns uh, playing Animal Crossing in the game and also trying to do an audio podcast at the same time. And there was a slight uh-huh. interruption. So Fall Guy's comment is... Cool podcast. How come you guys only sat there and didn't go around? And why didn't you let your friend play? <laughs> well, so uh, the reason why we didn't want to go anywhere is because I wanted to kind of, I wanted to keep this both a video and audio podcast, but I realized it was very hard to do both at the same time. Um, I Half of it, again, half of it, as I described in the podcast, was um, in the game and the other half was trying to be a regular audio podcast. Um, I wanted to minimize as much noise as possible for the video listeners. That's why we sat in a room and didn't really have any background noise or any music playing in the background. Um, all my other rooms kind of did, but for that one room, I didn't have anything happening in the background because I wanted to have just flat noise and just us talking and not be distracted by anything. Um, and I didn't go around my town a lot because there wasn't really much to speak about. Although now... I did update my town a lot since the last time we recorded, and it looks a lot better. So hopefully when we do this again, I will show you guys my town and how beautiful it looks. And Elisa, I think you'll really like it. Um, and I didn't let my friend play because she just came in unannounced, and it was really... I did not expect anyone to come in except for Elisa, and I didn't want anyone to come in, and it was my biggest fear that someone would interrupt our podcast in the middle of it. So, th- <laughs> so that it was like the let's play part of the podcast that was just like, oh, you know, unforeseen circumstances. Um, and it wasn't really good for the audio listeners to just be like, what's going on? Why are they just, well, I wish I could see what was happening. So yeah, again, this is more of a YouTube watch us talk and listen and all that jazz while we play Animal Crossing. 
Yes. And yeah, so Fall Guy, thank you again for your comment. I, I promise that I will show more of my town uh, next time we record. I'm currently moving things around in my town in Animal Crossing. So when that is all done and said, I will show you guys what it looks like because uh, I'm really proud of it. I took a long time. I took like over a week and a half just to fix the the look of the town and the layout. So at least I really want you to see it. I can't wait. I think mine looks a lot better too, although like I don't have Terraform or any of that yet, but uh, hey, it, it, it's getting there. It's getting there. Hey, you take this game at your own pace. It's all good. Yes. And thanks for the comment. Yeah. I guess we got to do more of this then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I am down to do it next week, but I need to fix my town first. I'm still fixing everything. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. I think that's it for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, um, send us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll read it out for you. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at downtime.live. You can go to www.downtime.live to enter in uh, a question on our form or click on the Discord link there and in the description of this podcast and you can join our Discord. You can leave a comment anywhere where this podcast is uploaded. So YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, and you can even add us at Twitter, wherever we have um, downtime and uh, we, we will um, respond to your comment. And yeah, I think a few random things before we end this podcast and go into credits. Um, I have ran- I have a list of from Kotaku Australia of 10 gaming Easter eggs because it is formally Easter in the United States. Hey. Hey. So, um, Star Wars Rebel Assault hit Alt-V during a cutscene and type OV res for a Easter egg in Dark Souls. After unlocking an elevator, traveling to a broken roof, running over some beams, you can squat and pretend to be an egg. Wait long enough and a raven will fly past, pick you up, and drop you off at an asylum. Okay, that's what? pretty interesting. Okay. That, that's a pretty interesting Easter egg. Yeah. Um, NBA Jam. Let's see what this one is. Come on and slam. <laughs> oh, Will Smith is a secret character of NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Oh as goodness. well as Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Al Gore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, interesting. What's this one? Fight boss or paranormal. You could simply save the game after a boss fight begins and turn off your console. If you don't return for the, to the game for a week, you simply move forward in time. Wow. Okay, so you can completely skip bosses wow. in Metal Gear Solid 3. Doom 2. So you can you can shoot the head of you can shoot the heads of like the main designers of the game. <laughs> That's pretty Seems cool. to be this one, uh, the Binding of Isaac Rebirth. When you dig some holes, then um, there's some things that pop up. So it feels more like a Easter egg. Um, Trials Evolution. There's a riddle for a four-year-old game 
that involved finding planks of wood in the game and then translating the cipher code to uncover instructions that, lo that locked a hidden song in the game. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, Boganella, the talking shotgun from the locally made Borderlands, is a stereotype compressed into the body of a pump action shotgun. I don't know what that one means. <laughs> That's just a bunch of words. <laughs> I know. And then, let's see, Diablo 2. Let's see what this one is. Is uh, There's a bovine hellhole in this game. <laughs> okay. And then, the last one seems to be Mortal Kombat, but the cabinet edition of it. Um, lay... So, the debug menu in the original Mortal Kombat arcade cabinets lay hidden for over two decades before finally being uncovered late last year. And the menus range from diagnostic tests, the ability of every fatality, and coin bookkeeping. And so those are all the random easter eggs that they have on here, written by Alex Walker of Kotaku Australia. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey. Gotta celebrate Easter somehow. <laughs> Video game related? That's that's beautiful. That's perfect. Yep. <laughs> All right. Peace, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, y'all. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>